What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo. I'm joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. And as you guys know, NFL Scouting Combine, it's in high gear right now. The New York Giants met with Jaden Daniels, met with Drake May, met with Caleb Williams, also met with Malik Neighbors, Romo Dunze, a bunch of other blue-chip prospects, and also some mid-round prospects that we think are worth keeping an eye on. We did an episode yesterday breaking down some of the players that the Giants have met with. You guys seem to really like that. We gave you kind of like a mini-scouting profile on all of those players a lot of them you guys probably have never heard of and some main takeaways from those players meeting with the Giants we're going to do that for you again today we think that's probably the best way to cover the NFL scouting combine uh, and give you guys all the information necessary to the New York Giants so we're going to go ahead and dive into these prospects that they've met with but before we do so make sure you leave a like if you enjoy this episode subscribe to the channel if you're new ring the bell so you don't miss an episode comment your thoughts down below in the comment section if you listen to Apple or Spotify please make sure you leave us a five-star review go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants but without further ado Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And who's the first player that the New York Giants met with that you're ready to break down? I'm doing pretty good. And let's talk about the first one, probably one of the more prominent ones, Malik Neighbors. And he kind of said something that was funny. He was like, I know. He's like, they told me they need a star receiver. He's actually, well, I don't know what they mean. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. And it was kind of funny for him to kind of react that way. Um, Obviously, they told him that they're looking for that top end guy. Like, can he be that top end guy? And he said verbatim, Brian Dable really likes me. So, you know, if the Giants find themselves not drafting a quarterback and they're sitting there at six, you better bet on it that Malik Neighbors is going to be their pick if he's available because it seems like he kind of gave away the draft plan a little bit if they do like him that much. But Neighbors is an explosive player out of LSU. Top-end acceleration, top-end athletic profile. Dude is electric after the catch, good hands, WR1 confidence. This is a guy that, you know, on a rookie deal, you're going to get a lot of production and value out of. And um, the one thing people, the, I know people rushing to the keyboard right now on YouTube, who's going to be throwing him the ball, the football? Well, guys, I'm wondering the same freaking thing you are. I don't trust Daniel Jones to be the QB1 of this team um, long term either. Uh, at least the majority of us are kind of in lockstep with that. But maybe the Giants go and try to say this. Let's go get a Spencer Rattler in the third round and develop him for a year and see what he can do. See if he can be something. Um, let's see how he develops. Maybe we go get like a Bo Nix or a Michael Penix, you know, in the second round, see if they develop. There's a chance that, that happens. You know, we'll see how the Giants go about this draft. But Malik Neighbors, I know you know, superstar. This guy has legitimate, like, superstar potential. Um, I know you have him graded above Marvin Harrison Jr. on your draft board. So, you know, why do you think that Malik Neighbors would be a good fit for this Giants team? I think it's uh, pretty self-explanatory, though. It's pretty self-explanatory, but to give you guys the quick scouting profile on Malik Neighbors, he wins at all three levels. Also, he's dynamic after the catch, and I think that's a really rare combination where when you look at a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., he's going to be the consensus number one receiver on most people's boards, but... I'm not the only one that thinks Malik Neighbors is better, okay? If you go on NFL.com right now and you take a look at Lance Zerline's player grades, he also has Malik Neighbors number one. I've seen other people in the draft community take Malik Neighbors and put him at number one. It's very close, though. It's It truly is like a 1A, 1B situation. But I just lean Malik Neighbors because, first of all, he's playing in the SEC at LSU. LSU products at the wide receiver position. I mean, take a look at Justin Jefferson. Take a look at the career Sterling Shepard had, um, or he played for Oklahoma. I met Odell Beckham Jr. You know, we've seen a lot of wide receivers come out of LSU and have a lot of success, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that they were playing in the SEC. Now, outside of that, though, watch Malik Neighbors play. He's so shifty. He's maybe the best route runner in this 2024 draft class, and route running is paramount. If you're a good route runner, that's what translates most to success at the next level, much greater than 
maybe contested catches would. But also contested catches, Malik Neighbors does those pretty well, and he's dynamic after the catch. So I just love him. I think he's the most complete wide receiver in this draft class. I think that he's going to have a tremendous NFL career. And if the New York Giants can't go quarterback in round one because there isn't one on the board or they're unable to trade up, Malik Neighbors at number six, lock that one in. That's my favorite pick for the New York Giants. I would love to have Malik Neighbors on this team. Of course, I'm questioning who's throwing him the ball. How does it work out? I'm not sure, but if the Giants can't get a quarterback, the number one player that I do want who's not a quarterback, it is Malik Neighbors. I think he's truly elite. But Alex, let's break down the next player. Who else did the Giants meet with? The Giants also met with another one of your favorites, Romo Dunze out of Washington. This is a another guy that can operate at pretty much every level of the field, aggressive, can high point it, tremendous hands, smoothest route runner arguably in the draft class. This guy um, is also primed for a lot of success at the NFL level. A team with a good quarterback uh, is going to get a lot of production out of Romo Dunze as a year one talent. And, you know, the Giants could end up going here too. If he, if Malik Neighbors doesn't get past the Chargers, which I could definitely see happening, oh, Dunze would not be a good uh, supplementary option for um, that receiver position. You know, he could be just as good, if not better, as Malik Neighbors or Marvin Harrison Jr. That's how good these top three running uh, receivers actually are. So what are your thoughts on Odunze, a guy that really brings that another superstar level prospect um, with that level of upside? The Giants could definitely maximize long term. Yeah, so I said that I have Malik Neighbors as my number one. Honestly, if you had Romo Dunze as your number one and you had Marvin Harrison Jr. as your number one, honestly, these three guys are all so good. I won't bat an eye with wherever you guys place them personally. And I know that a lot of scouts have them ranked in very interesting fashion. Like, I've seen people say Odunze is number one. I've seen, obviously, people say Marvin Harrison Jr. is number one. I've seen him at number three and Malik Neighbors at three. It's really tough to tell with these guys because all three of them, really good, bring similar but different skill sets. What I love about Odunze, though, to give you guys the profile on him, this is your big body contested catch receiver. His contested catch rate in 2023, 75%. Can you think about that, Alex? Like, put that into perspective. 75% of contested targets that this guy was thrown, he caught. That's absurd. I mean, you just throw it in this guy's area. The catch radius is insane. The body control is insane. The strength at the catch point. The ball is near him. He's using his big hands. He's pulling it in. That's what you love about Romo Dunze. But then you combine that with the fact that maybe he has the best release package in this draft class. He is an elite route runner. Like, he has shades of Devontae Adams as a pro comp that I've seen a lot of analysts give him because he is that great in his routes and the way that he gets off the line of scrimmage. So I love Romo Dunze. If you want to hear it from PFF, they have um, his pro comp at uh, Michael Thomas in his prime. They said his weaknesses, a little slower to flip his hips. Not a lot of yards after the catch. I do think that's a solid knock on him, but his strengths, excellent hands, good vertical ability, vertical route runner, uh, reliable willing blocker as well for what it's worth. So I love Romo Dunze. I I think that, you know, if Malik Neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr., and um, all the quarterbacks are off the board when the Giants are picking at six, if the quarterbacks go uh, one, two, three, and then those two receivers go one and two, Romo Dunze is an excellent consolation prize. Like he's still got the makings of a WR1 game changer, which of course we know the Giants haven't had since 2018 when they traded away Odell Beckham Jr. So I would love Romo Dunze. I think he's a great player, definitely worthy of being a top 10 selection in this year's draft and a player to keep an eye on for the New York Giants. But Alex, who's next? Another receiver, Keon Coleman um, out of FSU. A pretty good player, 20 years old. 
Um, 6'4", 215, has tremendous size. Um, a lot of people think Keon Coleman could be a very good option um, and a very good player in the NFL. And look, the truth is this, this wide receiver class is so stacked. If the Giants don't go wide receiver in the first round, they might be able to find a guy with that level of upside in the second round. A little bit more of a boom-bust kind of uh, you know guess there. Uh, but you know, there's, there's a lot of options. Keon Coleman is another one that could be a really, really great talent. Uh, some decent production, not the most, 658 yards to the air last year um, and 11 touchdowns. So the guy just feasts in the red zone, uh, you know, played 30% of his snaps in the slot, 69% out wide, you know, pretty solid player. You know, what are your, what are your thoughts on Keon Coleman if the Giants passed in the first round if maybe he was available in the second? Is this a guy that you'd be intrigued by? I'd be intrigued by him. I think that there's a chance he falls to the second round, but let me hold myself back from saying that because I got to see what this guy does at the combine. I This is the number one player, Alex, as we've been getting closer and closer to the scouting combine. I think this is the number one player I've been the most excited to see do the drills because as we've been saying all week, the drills aren't super important for a lot of these players. It's really the interview process. Like for a guy like a Jaden Daniels or a Drake May, it's how well do they interview. But for a guy like Keon Coleman, it's how much of a freak athlete are you? Because we've seen it on tape. We've seen you be freakish. We've seen you be dynamic. We've seen you jump out of the gym and just completely moss players with one hand. We've seen that on film, but how are your measurables? Like, how do you test athletically? Is this just because you were playing against subpar competition at FSU, or are you really that freakish of an athlete? And Keon Coleman is one of those players that I think is that freakish of an athlete. So I'm excited. I think that he could post a 40 plus inch vertical. I think that he can run a 4-4 or under 40 yard dash. And I also think that he could probably put up 20 reps on the bench potentially. So this is one of those guys that I think is going to be a workout warrior this weekend. But if I'm wrong about that, he's probably falling down my draft board and the draft board of many analysts and scouts in the NFL. So Keon Coleman is one of those boom or bust type products who can do himself a lot of favors at this combine, but also do himself a disservice if he doesn't perform well. So a player that I think is fringe round one to round two. Maybe if he doesn't perform super well, he falls in round two. Could be kind of similar to other players that we've seen in the past, like DK Metcalf. Everybody remembers the 40-yard dash that he ran and a couple other drills. You guys forget that he bombed his shuttle drills and his agility drills, and that caused him to fall all the way to the end of the second round or maybe even third round. I don't remember where he went. We could see something similar happen with Keon Coleman because there are questions about his agility and his ability to separate uh, while running routes, which is why I've actually soured on him a little bit since I first watched him a couple months ago. I think that his route running has a lot of cleaning up to do and his ability to separate in his routes really needs to be polished but still a really good player exciting player boom or bust type player could totally see him being a star at the next level but I think that he's a little bit of an unfinished product and has a lot to prove this weekend at the scouting combine Absolutely. I mean, definitely a lot of receiving talent. This guy, we'll see how he grades and how he tests, and that'll give us a lot of information on how to determine where he's going to land. But I, this is one that you guys are going to love, and Anthony, this is one that you're going to love specifically. The the Giants met with Drake May, um, and all the guy seems to think and talk about is how, how much he's worked with Eli Manning. He's been working diligently with Eli Manning. He spoke highly about Brian Dable, shouted out Daniel Jones being a North Carolina guy as well. Um this is interesting, right? Drake May is one of the top quarterback prospects, objectively speaking. Would I love the Giants to land him? Absolutely. Is it possible? It's probably unlikely for now, but anything could happen in the NFL draft. So if Drake May is available and the Giants have a chance to move up, I think they're going to pull the trigger. And listen, Drake May has all the tools to be an elite quarterback, right? He's got underrated athleticism. He can throw off the run, off script. Um, he's got a, a, real, a solid arm. You know, he's got a lot of a lot of upside uh, to be to be quite truthful. And if the Giants want to test their luck and see if they can get that elite version of Drake May, 
I think they're going to try. Um, and look, we all know the Giants. We all know the rumors. They want to move up for a quarterback potentially. If they do, it's probably going to be for Jaden or Drake just because the first overall pick seems more like unlikely for now, but you never know. What are your thoughts on the Giants being with Drake May? And obviously, he had a lot of good things to say about them. I have, a qu- I have quite a lot to say here. I'm going to try and keep it brief. Um, you guys know how I feel about Drake May. I got riled up this morning when I saw a few of his his quotes uh, at the Combine. I got really excited. I mean, how about this one? Drake May says Brian Dable is one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. He said that while basically giving a glowing review of the Giants organization. How about this next one? Drake May on working with Eli Manning in the pre-draft process. Big fan. Eli would probably say I've seen him too much. I've been following him around. Also said he's probably sick of me. Love it. Next one. This is my favorite one, Alex. This one got me so hyped. You don't want a game plan for me. You want a game plan with me. Spoken like a true king. Like that is what I love to hear from an NFL quarterback prospect. Drake May is the one, guys. I'm telling you, if the Giants could trade up and get Drake May, I am going to be over the moon. You guys are going to see an incredible reaction out of me when we do our live stream for the NFL draft if the Giants somehow trade up and land Drake May. There's been a lot of a lot of buzz at the Combine, too. I was reading that a reporter said scouts are starting to say if the Giants do make that move, it probably is for Drake May. It sounds like that's the guy that they like the most. And it really sounds like that's the team that Drake May likes the most. I think he wants to be a giant, and God damn it, I want him to be a giant. Man, make it happen, please. I am begging you. I love Drake May. I think he's an absolute stud. If you guys want to hear some of his stats, and rather rather than just hearing me glaze this guy all day long, endlessly, I'll give you some of the stats on him, too, from the Pro Football Focus draft guide. Um, their strengths, they said he's light on his feet, powerful flick of the wrist. They gave him the number three ranked passing grade, deep passing grade, out of any quarterback in this class. He had a 99 no pressure grade um, or ranked in the 100th percentile on passes past the sticks, 100% 100th percentile on no play action grade. So just those clean dropbacks, which you love to see and 91st percentile on negative play percentage, meaning he was rarely putting the ball in harm's way or having poorly graded plays in the eyes of pro football focus. Very low turnover worthy play rate at 1.9% tied for seventh in the draft class while also having the tied for eighth best big time throw percentage at 7.5%. So it means he's pushing the ball downfield. He's making big time plays, but he's also keeping the ball out of harm's way. I personally think there's a lot of Josh Allen to his game because when he does make a bad play, it's like, what the F did I just see? Like, what were you seeing there, Drake May? Jumping over players, getting hit midair, throwing the ball up at the double coverage, or just not seeing the secondary um, defender in coverage. He has those lapses on tape. They're they're pretty, pretty apparent, but he also has throws that make you say, oh my God, that's Josh Allen in the prime. Like, that's Josh Allen in the fourth quarter making a comeback. That's what he looks like. So I love Drake May, man. I think that his tape is a lot of fun to watch. I think that, you know, a lot of people agree with me. I've seen a lot of people say he's QB2. I've seen him honestly fall to QB3 for a lot of people. Staying firm is QB1 for me, man. Give me Drake May and the New York Giants. That's all I want this offseason. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to be upset if we land Drake May, that's for sure. My Jaden Downs is my guy. He also met with the Giants. I want to throw that in there if you are still willing to consider him. Um, but, you know, Jaden Daniels obviously is a dynamic athlete. You know, you guys know my take on him. I'm not going to go too much into it. But he did meet with the Giants, said that they basically gave him the clicker and said, go at it, buddy. Have fun with it. And they let him go through his offense, go through what he sees, go through what he knows, go through what his reaction to things are. And he said the, the guys, like Brian Dable, they had a lot of ed, a lot of good energy. They were really great with him. 
him, and he lo- he loved it. So you know, you love to hear that as well. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of offense. It, this is going offense, guys. Like this first pick is offense for us. Uh, objectively, it's going on the offensive side of the football. Um, the Giants seemingly had a good time with Jaden May, Malik Neighbors, Romo Dunze said great things about them. So you know, all these top blue chip prospects are certainly getting their work in with Big Blue. Um, now another pass rusher we didn't mention yesterday. I wanted to talk about him for a second. And Adisa Isa, uh, Isaac or Isak from the Penn State, kind of playing second fiddle to Chop Robin. This is a good player, though. Doesn't have, like, the most functional strength. Probably a third-round kind of option for the Giants, but this dude has legitimate developmental upside. Um, I love to dabble in that upside because the Giants need more guys that can become something good instead of guys that are really only going to peak out at mid. I think a guy like Adisa could be a really solid player for the Giants if they develop him the right way. I think in a perfect world, you sign a free agent uh, pass rusher and you put a guy like Adisa right behind him and just let him learn. Let him learn from Andre Patterson. Let him, like, you know, pick the brain of some of those experienced guys and just get better because of that. And then long term, you have a really good rotational piece who can be an impact player for you. So, you know, what are your thoughts on Adisa? Really solid player. Benefited a lot from having Chop Robinson alongside him and that type of versatility. Has some good size. I think there's a lot of room there to grow for him. Plenty of room to grow for Adisa Isaac. I like this player a lot. This isn't Chop Robinson. We've we've discussed him before on the channel. Chop Robinson, I don't know if you saw Alex, his combine performance was special. I think he ran in the four fours, like, but we knew that was coming because if you watch him on film, he's just like an absolute freak of an athlete. He's super fast. But when you watch Adisa Isaac, it's a little bit different. You're not seeing this freakishly athletic player. Uh, actually, to that point, here's his relative athletic score. It was an 8.82. He's very undersized in his weight at 247 pounds, but he does have pretty good speed. Speed at 4.7440 yard dash, ranked in the uh, 80th percentile for. Uh, edge rushers in this class and had a pretty nice 10 yard split of 1.64. A lot of explosion out of him, too. 10 foot broad jump. You'll love to see that. But Adisa Isaac, stout run defender. Even though he's a little bit underweight, uh, he's still really solid in his technique, setting the edge and being that run defender. A lot of room to grow, though, as a pass rusher, in my opinion. I think he could kind of use some more speed off the edge, a quicker first step, a little bit more to his pass rushing move repertoire, but he's pretty technically sound. He's more of an outside linebacker than he really is a defensive end though, so I do have questions about how he fits in with the New York Giants because at his size, he's probably going to play in that two-point stance as a stand-up edge rusher like you saw with the Giants pass rushers under Wink Martindale, but under Shane Bowen, these pass rushers are going to be standing up and getting down in the dirt. How does Adisa Isaac fare in that regard? I think that's something that's going to take him a little bit of time to get used to and adjusted to at the NFL level, but a really good player here, stout run defender. I think that he can make a pretty instant impact for the New York Giants if they were to land him in the second round, but I don't think that he's quite the prospect that a guy like Chop Robinson is in terms of his pass rushing capabilities, but really like him as a run defender and think that he'd be a solid pickup for the Giants in round two. Absolutely. So I'll kind of like rapid fire a couple of names right now. Um, Audric Estime met with the Giants. Big fan of his as well. Bulldozer type of guy that instant impact for a team that looking to um, 
maybe reduce costs at the running back position. Uh, J.J. McCarthy met with the Giants. You know, he had a lot of good things to say about them. Really well-spoken kid. Not my favorite at number six, as you guys know, but J.J. McCarthy at 20 years old, 21 years old, is certainly um, well-spoken and educated. So I do appreciate that from him and his character is something of note for me. Um, next guy, Cornelius Johnson, a six foot three, 208 pass uh, receiver out of Michigan. Giants have done a lot of work on Michigan players, like very, a lot of work, like at least four or five players over the last two days they've met with, which is the most of any other of any specific team, um, in my opinion, so far. So clearly they're interested in that team. It looks like they're trying to look for winners, guys that are coming from an organization that just came off the championship and, you know, won a lot of freaking football games. And, you know, their, their passing game wasn't altogether that electric, but Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson, some good players there, man. And Johnson wasn't the prominent piece, 604 yards and one touchdown, but maybe a guy that's developmental, has some good skills and in an offense that really wasn't focusing in on passing the ball, maybe there's upside there. There, uh, to have. So, and I'll get, let you give your take shortly here on Cornelius Johnson, JJ McCarthy, and Audric Estime. Definitely some good prospects uh, the Giants are, are kind of taking a peek at. I freaking love Audric Estime. I think that he would be an awesome selection for the New York Giants, uh, maybe on day two as a running back with that FU mentality, right? That punch you in the mouth mentality, that Brandon Jacobs playing style. Like this guy is a bit of a bulldozer. He's 5'11", 227. He's built to play running back at the NFL level. I just love the way that he plays. I think he's stellar, and I think that he's one of those players that you find on day two. He could probably plug and play for you as a starter in year one, and if you do give him some time to develop and maybe become a little bit of a better receiver, I think that's a weakness for him. He could be an all-around player for you and a really, really exciting one for the New York Giants. So I love Audric Estime. Um, in terms of Cornelius Johnson and J.J. McCarthy and that Michigan connection, what I will say, though, Alex, yes, the Giants are meeting with a lot of these Michigan players. But correct me if I'm wrong in the comments if you know the stat here, but I believe that Michigan broke the record this year for having the most prospects ever invited to the NFL scouting combine. So that's part of what this is. There's just a really large sample size of Michigan products at the combine this year for the Giants to meet with, and deservedly so. National champions, incredible college football team, really, really good this past season. And they have a lot of players who are going to become very solid pros. Chris Jenkins on the defensive line as well. It's a player I think we mentioned yesterday, but maybe didn't fully dive into. Another guy to keep an eye on maybe if he falls into the second round for the New York Giants. But J.J. McCarthy, Cornelius Johnson, what I'll say about Cornelius Johnson, um, this is a day three player, developmental player, maybe goes undrafted, but what you do want to take a look at here is size. I think that the Giants have been looking at a lot of receivers with size. Cornelius Johnson at six foot three, two 208 pounds kind of indicates to me that the Giants are still looking to get bigger at the wide receiver position. Not only better, but larger than life. They need these players that can be on the boundary and on the line of scrimmage. Cornelius Johnson has those developmental tools as a large-bodied X receiver. Now, J.J. McCarthy, I'm going to give you my take on this, Alex. Please don't come across the screen and shoot me, but I will say I'm warming up to him. I'm warming up, all right? I think that J.J. McCarthy, there's a world that exists where he does develop into a top quarterback. Now, it's not a top quarterback like Mahomes, who makes everything happen for himself, or Josh Allen. It's a top quarterback like a Brock Purdy, who in the right situation can pick you apart, make plays when he has to, and be an elite quarterback at the right moment. So that's how I feel about J.J. McCarthy, but my apprehension to drafting J.J. McCarthy is not because of J.J. McCarthy being not a good player. I think he's a good player and he's got the tools. My problem with J.J. McCarthy is he just needs more time to grow, needs more time to develop, and I think that he's one of those guys that ideally gets dropped into a perfect situation and has a complete bridge plan, right? Like when the when uh, the Chiefs drafted Mahomes and they had a full year of Alex Smith before giving the keys to J.J. McCarthy, 
I don't think the Giants can do that with McCarthy. I think what's going to happen with McCarthy, he's going to get drafted inside the top 10 to be some team's savior. And I don't know if he can do that from year one, and it might stunt his growth really badly. So I like JJ McCarthy. If the Giants do end up getting a veteran quarterback in free agency that we feel like could be a good bridge for a guy like McCarthy, then I might be more open to it. But really, my baseline thinking here is this is a player that needs to sit for a year before he starts in the NFL. I don't know if the Giants can give him that year. If they can, I think I'm I think I'm in on it. I think I'd be here for it. If they can't give him that year to develop, though, I fear that they're going to kind of Daniel Jones him, ruin him. And, and that's to Daniel Jones's credit. I think he was a better player than what the Giants made him out to be. They really ruined him in many ways. I don't want to see them do that to another quarterback like J.J. McCarthy, who, as you mentioned, really good guy off the field. So anyone else that you want to touch on before we wrap this thing up, Alex? Um, honestly, I think we hit on most of the prospects that the Giants have met with. Um, I, I, I'm warming up to JJ, not at six. I still way out of that range. I think that's a huge reach. And the only reason he's getting drafted as high is because people are concerned about next year's draft class. And I don't see it. But, um, you know, 20, sure. Top 10, not for me. That's not my preference. But you know my, my situation on that. Uh, but yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up the players that the Giants have met with. Of course, like if we missed any, let us know in the comment section and we'll follow it up tomorrow or this weekend with more um, episodes on who they have met with. And we'll break these players down for you so you have some insight in, into what exactly is going on. But I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. Um, kind of taking a look at who the Giants are looking at and trying to piece together some of these trends. Obviously, very much focused on the Michigan team. So we'll see if they land any of those guys. Yeah, I think you can almost bet on the Giants getting at least one Michigan prospect at some point in this draft. They seem really interested in that. But they look really interested in a lot of these blue-chip guys. I've just been loving who the Giants have been meeting with so far. I've been really invested in this year's NFL draft. I'm pretty familiar with the prospects this year, more so than I have in the past. And that's just my level of dedication to you guys, the viewers of Fireside Giants. I'm trying to give you guys all the best information possible in every single episode. So make sure you do leave a like if you enjoy. And let us know who else you want us to break down. If you want us to do player-specific, keep hitting you with these prospect breakdowns and bunches like this. I think this has been a lot of fun and a good exercise for the channel. But again, guys, we appreciate all your support. I'm going to take this time to just say thank you. You've been with us all through these terrible seasons that the New York Giants have made us all endure. But here we are at the offseason, and this is like the most fun and exciting time getting into free agency in the draft. And I'm excited to have you guys along with the ride and hopefully add a whole lot more to you, uh, more of you to this ride with us here on Fireside Giants. So make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Comment your thoughts on the topics down below in the comment section. If you listen to Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. Go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. Without further ado, we'll catch you on the next one. Have a good one, and let's go Giants.